Welcome to the Feel Good in Body, Mind and Soul show. I'm your host, Isa Welly. I'm a registered nutritional therapist and a well-being coach, and I'm here to bring you tips, tools, and conversations around nutrition, well-being, mindset, to help you feel good in body, mind, and soul. Okay, friends, welcome back to my podcast, Isa Welly here, and today we are talking about one of my favorite things, Pilates, and I just wanted to share with you my journey on becoming a Pilates teacher, how I got there and why I get so motivated to do what I do, to wake up, to move, to teach others, to to motivate people, to inspire people to move. But I just want to chat a little bit about my journey on getting there. I get so many questions, especially from my um, community on YouTube on, oh, I want to become a Pilates teacher. How did you get there? What training did you do, etc. So I thought, why don't we add an episode on it? So before we dive in, if this is your first time on my podcast listening, whether it's on YouTube or on Spotify or wherever, my name is Isawali. I'm a registered nutritional therapist, a well-being coach, and a Pilates teacher. Um, before we dive in into the thick of things, please, 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 if you're listening to these, even if you're listening on YouTube, come on Apple Podcasts to leave me a review. I would love to bring my podcast to many more people and it will just really help me grow. So I'd really, really appreciate that. Okay, so let's dive in. First of all, why did I get there? How did I get there? So I've actually always been active as a, as a kid. Like my parents, my dad is really into like physical activity. So I grew up in Togo in West Africa and I grew up doing, playing tennis a lot. My dad loves tennis. So I started playing tennis. Like all my siblings, we did play tennis since we were young. We did swimming as well. And then when I grew up and we moved to Paris when I was maybe like 11, I continued with tennis and then eventually I fell in love with dancing. So I've always been kind of like active in a way, you know, like it's sort of natural for me to just move from a very young age that was instilled in me. But what actually brought me to Pilates is my dance career. Like I, I didn't know anything about Pilates, yoga, like that whole world. It just really wasn't a thing I was interested in. And so I never kind of looked at it or considered it or even stepped into a gym, let alone like a yoga studio. I always thought, who goes in there? <laughs> These kind of people. So when I started Pilates, so basically in 2007, so I was a professional dancer here in London. And I was on tour with Take That. It's a British band, for those of you who don't know them. And I was on tour with them. It was my second tour and I got injured on the tour. I loved that tour, by the way. It was such a good tour. It was my first tour with them. And it was also the smallest tour I did with them because then they became even more like bigger. And we were doing like all these huge stadium tours. But that tour was an arena tour. It was a Europe tour. It was called Beautiful World Tour. And I just, I loved that tour. It was so fun. It was just like six girls and two boys and and the boys themselves, like the band. And it was just such a small team. It was just, it was so, so fun. I had the best time. But anyway, on that tour, I got injured. I can't remember why. I don't think anything really specific happened. But I think for me as a dancer, I had a, my background as a dancer in terms of training was in contemporary. And when I started in the industry in London in 2005-ish, four or five, I was doing commercials, so wearing a lot of heels and learning to dance in heels, which is not the healthiest for your body. 
doing all this job. Like dancing is like, you're an athlete. It's a hardcore. Like some jobs are so tough. Like you get to do so many things. So anyway, I, on that tour, I got injured. And I think it was because the tour before I was on Kylie Minogue tour. That was my very first ever tour. And it was an Australian and Europe tour. It was a hard, it was tough. It was my first one, a lot of heels. And I think I had, my body was tired when I stepped into the Take That tour, right? And then, so I stepped into the Take That tour and I was just exhausted. My body was exhausted. And I just remember one evening, I I think, I don't know, I just, my knees were swollen and I was in so much pain. I actually couldn't even perform. And my tour manager there was like, okay, let's get you a physio. We got the physio. And they were like, do you know what? The muscles around your knees are a bit weak. You really need to get like strengthened. Why don't you try Pilates? And I was like, what's that? (laughs) And they're like, oh, it's this thing. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll try after the tour. So after the tour, the tour finished and I went to a Pilates class where I lived in London and I absolutely loved it. Like I fell in love with it. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I felt amazing. I was like, God, this is so good. Like, what is this? But I have to say what really made it amazing for me was my teacher, the lady that was teaching her name is Gael. I still remember her name. She was in her sixties, maybe early seventies. Can you imagine? And she was so strong. And I think that triggered something in my head that said, oh my God, I want to look like that at 70. I want to be able to stand on my feet and teach Pilates and move my body and be that badass. And I was like, okay, I'm sticking to this. If that woman is teaching this thing and that's how she looks, I'm like, I mean, (laughs) I'm sold. Of course, I love the class as well, but that was the big, that was a big trigger. And since I'm the biggest fan of this woman, she's so inspiring, Gail, like, She's the best. And yeah, so after the class, I think I went to a couple of classes and then she said to me, oh, like you have a great form. Like, I guess you're a dancer. Would you consider training as a Pilates teacher? And I was like, eh, I'm not sure. I was like, you know what? I'm a dancer. I didn't think I want to teach the thing. I think I just want to do it for now. Like, you know, but eventually I trained because she convinced me. I used to go to her classes as when I was in London, because I lived 10 minute walk from there, I would go two, three times in the week, like anytime she told I would go, but then I would leave for a few months and blah, blah, blah. So eventually I trained. And also that's where I met one of my best friends. For those of you who follow me on Instagram and perhaps know her as well, Pascal, she's a Pilates teacher as well. And she will be coming on the podcast actually at some point this year. But she, that's where we met. She was doing Gael's classes as well and she loved it. And we're both such a huge fan and, and our friendship started there back in 2007 So it's a very special, I have a fond memory of that time. So yeah, so I went and, I mean, Gail had such an impact on me. She really, really inspired me. And I went and I trained. So I trained in London in Stott's Method. I think it's a Canadian method. It's very close to Joseph Pilates. There are a few things that are a little bit different. Joseph Pilates, the original method. A few things are different. I think the breath is a little bit different, but it's a really thorough training. And I would definitely recommend it to anybody because when you do that training, you tend to get work really easily because apparently it's one of the hardest one. And it was tough, that training. Like I remember walking in there thinking, girl, <laughs> I've got this covered. I'm a dancer. I remember everything. Fine. It's easy. I got there. They started being super technical. You had to learn all the muscles. Like it was full the F on. And I was like, okay, <laughs> this is not as easy. 
But I'm like, I'm a hard worker. I learned all my muscles, 300 of them, the cards. I would just, you know, like go through it. And yeah, and then I think eventually I, yeah, I took the training, did the exam, passed the exam. And then I didn't teach for a while because I was still dancing. I remember I was, I then went back on tour with Kylie and then like a lot of, like there were time. I can't remember how long, what was the time. I think, I think I'm reading, I'm reading my notes, but I think, yeah, back like around 2014, 15, that I kind of started teaching properly. And one of the first studios, I was teaching my friends because I went to live in Beirut for a while, for a while, like three months. I was working out there as a dancer. We were doing X Factor. So it was quite a few of us from London that went there with a London-based choreographer for the job. It was one of my, the best jobs of my life. I had the best time. Another of my best friend was on that job, Killy. We just had the best time. And I was already there. I was reading my Pilates books and like getting into the swing of things, but I didn't go into it straight away. It's a year after. So I think 2014, 2015, that I went into it, you know. So my first studio I taught at, which I think makes a huge difference. And, I, and I'm aware that not everybody will have that luck because this is a bit of a luck thing as well. My CV was really good because I was already teaching dancing. I had my dance career. Like it all looks quite fancy. And I had a strong background in movement and exercising. So I one day went to meet a friend who used to be my manager in a restaurant, Darius. And he was like, oh, meet me at this cafe if you're looking, because I was looking for extra job because I wasn't dancing anymore. I didn't want to dance. I wanted to start teaching. And he was like, oh, they're looking for a hostess in this thing. If you want to stay in hospitality and do that part-time. I was like, okay, cool. Let me come and see. It was this super fancy gym. I'm going to say the name, even though I'm about to say not so nice things about them. <laughs> KXU in London, KX Gym in London and West London. So I went, I went there. It's super posh, like high end, you know what I mean? Gorgeous, beautiful, like celebs, like that kind of vibes. So I walked in and I was like, oh God, this is posh. I'm here for the hostess job. Like, do you know what I mean? And I said to him, do you know what? I'm here now. Is it like too... I don't know. Like I was, I was nervous. I was like, do you think I could apply here to do some sort of like to teach Pilates or maybe even dance? Cause I just, you know, got certified in Pilates. So they definitely want someone with experience. He was like, yeah, screw it. Just give your CV. Like, you know, and he was like, do you also want to do the hostess thing? Like the, the, the thing. And I was like, do you know what? I don't think so. I feel like, let me take a leap of faith with this and see what they come back with. So I left my CV and the manager called me back and he was so sweet. And he was like, oh my God, hell yes. We love your CV. Would love you to start with dance. And I was like, I really want to do Pilates. And they're like, okay, why don't you start with dance? Because obviously you got the experience and then we'll see for Pilates. So I started doing dance classes there. And then I think they gave me a Pilates slot within a month or two. And it was great. Like it was a great place for me to start because I had to provide a high end service. I had to really be on my game. And I was. That's it. Like, I'm a hard worker. You give me the job, I'll get it done. And, but I have to say, I ended up really not enjoying it there because, not because of the place, but of the clientele. Like, 80% of the people there were just really rude and really entitled. And I just, it's just something that I just don't like that. Like, I, I don't care, like, who you are or who do you think you are or how much money you have, or it doesn't even matter who you are in life, what you do, the whole entertainment thing and thinking people owe you something. And even if you're paying me to provide a service, 
like there's something called respect. <laughs> so that wasn't really there. And then, then I was like, you know what? It's time for me to leave this place. People are awful. It's making my vibe awful. I'm resenting it. I'm not coming here happy. So I left it. But because I had that place on my CV, it was so much easier to get into other studios in London. So I started teaching at other studios and I taught in so many places. I kind of stayed in West London a little bit first. I did the peak gym as well. And then I sort of moved to North, North East London, which was a little bit more my kind of crowd, I guess. And I loved it. And eventually I was at Trioga and down to earth London, which is where I sort of stayed for longer. And I enjoyed, I guess, the most and met so many of my current students, even online. But that's kind of how it happened. So I was able to go into these amazing studios because my first studio just happened to be really good and a super high standard. So, so that was that. And, and it was amazing. Hey, lovely. I'm taking a break to share with you that the Beginner's Pilates program is now open. It's a program I've been running for two years. It's an incredible program for anybody that wants to feel stronger physically, gain flexibility, gain accountability, be on the mat on a daily, feel good in body and mind. This is the program for you. Click the show notes to check it out. We're starting soon and it's a six weeks program. It's a live program. The classes are pre-recorded, so you already have access to them. You do them when you want, but we start all together. Link in the description box. Okay, back to the episode. And then eventually I reduced down to two, three studios, Trioga, down to earth. And I think that was it. That was it. And I loved it. I love teaching. And I have to say, I really, really miss teaching face-to-face because that vibe, that atmosphere you create, the vibe the students give you, because for me, it's an exchange. Like I've learned a lot when I did my training with Start, but that was the technical training. Everything I've learned as a teacher and a lot as a human, I've learned it on the mat, teaching other people, holding the space for people because they taught me back so much. Because I think a lot of times students think, oh my God, like, you know, students can be very, um, especially in the yoga world, like they can be very like, oh my God, my teacher is my God. I'm like, uh-uh, don't treat me like that. <laughs> We're equal. Don't put that pressure on me. I'm here to learn from you. I have a skill I'm going to teach you, but I'm learning from you as a human, like being patient. Like I have no patience. Well, I thought I didn't, but I had to really learn to be patient, to be kind, to have empathy, to have compassion. When someone shows up on the mat, it's not a good day because I'm such like a bam, 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 go, 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 deliver, be the best. Like, it's not like that all the time. So These are things that I've really learned as a teacher on the mat, as a human, that then translate into my everyday, into my everyday life. And I loved it. And I I hope that I can, I get to teach again. I think when my daughter is a little bit maybe older, or if I want to start now and do once a month, it just have to be worth it for me financially, because as a teacher back then, you don't earn a lot. Studios didn't pay us a lot. And I think a lot of them took the piece a little bit because they made a lot. And I think the teachers make a studio and they have to be paid fairly. And that was never the case really. So I wouldn't be able to financially just travel, have a nanny and go and teach an hour class and just earn like, I don't know, 30 quid or 40 quid. That just wouldn't work for me, you know? And I'm just being really, really honest and transparent with you here. But doing a workshop or renting a studio and having my own class and one-off once a month would work because I have the community. I've worked hard to build a community. So 
But anyway, so that's something I'm looking into. And then, yeah, so the studios, I told Tryoga down to earth and then the pandemic happened, which was a big hit and it was so scary. But I remember that day, I I remember the, exactly what happened. We were at Tryoga. I taught my class and there was only two people and it was like, OMG, like, what the F? What the F? This is serious. And then let's, we went home and then that same evening, Trioga closed. They were like, okay, all the studios were closed. Nobody knew. People thought it's going to be closed for two weeks and then we're going to be back. But even two weeks, like, it's two weeks like you're not earning money. Do you know what I mean? But it was fine. But then that night, something in me said, do you know what? This looks like it might not be two weeks. So I think the next day, literally, I sat on the sofa next to my boyfriend who actually had COVID that day, but we didn't know. He was like, oh, my throat, I don't really feel good. Then he had COVID straight away, like the first day, (laughs) the first day the thing arrived. Yeah. The next day I basically sat on the sofa and was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going online. I've got camera. We've got big spare room. That's it. I'm going to teach online. Maybe I'll have 10, five, 10 people I don't know. We'll figure out. I have a mailing list. I'll email people. I put it on Instagram. Let's see. I did not know what was going to happen, how it was going to work. I literally put everything together while I was going. And then the classes worked so well. I had 20 people all the time in classes. At some point, I was teaching seven classes a week, sometimes eight during the pandemic. It was crazy. I was exhausted, but I loved it because I thought, oh my God, this is a testimonial that I do have a community that people do like what I do. And this was online. And so many people who could not be in London do my classes came and all my students in London, a lot of them came as well. So that was amazing. And then I did that for about a year and then I was exhausted. Slowly I cut down because that same year I was graduating to be a nutritional therapist. So it was such a busy and mentally charged year. That first year of the pandemic, I was like, whew. And then when I graduated, I started doing one-on-one nutrition and coaching straight away as well. So I had to reduce my hours of teaching and I started balancing it all. And then uh, eventually I got tired of teaching online because I thought I'm not getting that vibe. Studios opened, I had less people. So I sort of stopped teaching like, you know, live classes. And from there, I moved into doing programs And I did programs because during the pandemic, I did a beginner's program, a beginner's course that was heavily requested. I was like, okay, I'll try this thing. Again, thinking I'll sell 15 (laughs) because about five people asked me. So I did this little thing, five classes. I loved it. And I sold like, I don't know, 50 or 60. And I was like, oh my God, people really want this thing. And so from there, I built a community and every now and then I created a course that I offered. And I loved that format as well because it allowed me to be a creative and then to create also passive income for me, like, you know, and be able to do my coaching. So it was just, I just love that. And I'm still doing that. Obviously, I took some time off because I was pregnant and I haven't created a new course for a while. Yeah, that was a format that worked well for me and still works really well because Now, as a mom, even more so, I need time with my baby, but I also have to think of clever ways that I can earn an income with integrity. For me, it always has to be done with integrity. It has to be like, not just I want money. It's like, yeah, I want the money, but it's got to be fun. People have to be learning something. I've got to have impact. (laughs) 
I know I'm really demanding, but you know, so this format works well for me to create the programs. And in terms of creating the programs and the courses, I do a lot of beginners stuff because I actually like being like detailed. When I'm teaching life class, I like teaching advanced classes because I like go, 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 boom, boom, boom. Let's go creating those things, making them a little bit dancey, going for it. It's really flowy, that high energy. But when I'm behind the camera, I'm like, okay, let's get technical. When you lift this arm. <laughs> so I love that. And I love, I love teaching beginners as well anyway. So I tend to do more beginners, the beginners transformation program, obviously, which I'm sure so many of you know. And by the time you're listening to this, it either be starting or launching. So click the link in the bio if it hasn't started yet, so you can join it. And that one has been really successful. It's a six weeks program. I would say that's my main Pilates offer now is that beginner's Pilates transformation, which I offer twice a year. It's six weeks. We do it. The class is already recorded, but it's kind of live in the way that it starts. Everybody starts together and then we finish together. Obviously, some people take longer. Some people don't finish. But once you have access to it, you have access for life. And for six weeks, I'm in the Facebook group supporting, answering questions on a daily. So I quite like that format as well because I feel like I'm still in the mix. I'm still connected to you guys. And so I enjoy I enjoy that. So that's sort of how my Pilates career has sort of shaped. And I just love it. And I, and I think another thing that has really motivated me to keep going, especially on YouTube, because if I'm honest with you, with YouTube, the classes are free and it's my time. It's my studio time and it's all of these. And people think we earn like crazy money on YouTube, but I don't earn crazy money. I barely earn enough to cover my time. I don't even earn enough to cover my time, Right. So, but getting messages from you guys that do my Pilates lesson, oh my God, this has changed my body. I was feeling so crap or reading certain comments. I'm like, I like waking up and knowing that, do you know what? I've created something that's making people feel good. And that for me is so important. That part of my work, the impact of having an impact on people's lives. Like, and I think making people happy or healthier is, I don't know. I just, I love it. And being like having that little teeny, teeny part in your life, it's just, it makes it exciting. makes me keep going. Now I'm going to have to revise my, my, to review, sorry, not revise, but in French, we'll say reviser, uh, to review my, um, how I do this because now that I don't have a spare room anymore. So I'm going to have to pay rent space to do my YouTube videos. So I'm going to have to spend money. So I don't know if I'm going to have to do some sort of subscription thing, which I really don't want to do. I don't know. I have to, I have to think about it and see what works the best for me as well, you know, because when I'm filming, I have to pay for a nanny, right? So what else do I wanted to share with you? So that's it really. Just that's kind of how my Pilates career so far has shaped and why I do it and why I'm so in love with moving is because, well, for myself, it just, it makes me feel amazing. You know, when I don't move, I was quite miserable the first three months of my motherhood because I couldn't exercise really because I had a C-section and I still miss it. I can't do much, but I do a little bit of certain things and I just miss it because movement just connects me to my body, to my intuition, to my inside. It just feels so good. And I just love it. It makes me feel amazing. Makes me feel like mentally clear and I'm kinder. I'm a better human for it. I'm just more patient. I'm nicer. It's just as important as food for me. Huh? <laughs> so that's that's why I move. And, and again, and why I teach and why I do that is because 
especially online, I just realized the power that movement has on people. And if I can contribute to your happiness, to your health, what a freaking privilege. Hell yes, I'll keep doing it. So basically, yeah. So that's why I do it. I hope I've answered some of your questions that you ask me all the time. And yeah, that's it. I've enjoyed recording this episode. I hope you enjoyed it too. If you have any other things you'd like me to talk about on the podcast in regards to my career or whatever you want, like more like personal stuff, let me know and I'll be uh, and I'll be happy to share. For now, make sure you click the link in the show notes or description box to check out the Beginner's Pilates Transformation Program. It will be starting on the 23rd of January, technically. So depending when I share this, this episode, but make sure to check it out. It's such a great program. And I think for a lifetime access, it's a really, really good price, really good price, which is 149 pounds. I think that's about $180. You can pay in two installments and you have lifetime access to these classes. And there are many classes, three classes a week, plus those I have recorded, the live I had recorded the past two years. So you get about 15 to 18 classes. You get a really, really good deal. So do come and check it out. And don't forget to leave a review on the Apple podcast. I love you so much. Thank you for being here. Bisous. (laughs) I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And if you did, I would be so grateful if you could leave me a review on the Apple podcast. It really helps the show grow and inspire more people to build and live a healthier and happier life. And as a thank you, because I like to say thank you, I will be sending you my Rise and Energize ebook. So all you need to do is go on the Apple Podcast app, leave a review, take a screenshot of it, and email us that screenshot on admin at easywelly.com admin at easywelly.com. So the ebook has recipes, workouts, and loads of nutrition and lifestyle tips on how to stay energized. Thank you so much, so, so much for being here.